Hello there and welcome to the Hosts of Westworld, a fan critical podcast. Yes, we are back. This is our review of season two. Yeah. Yay, yeah. Glad right. to be back. Cool. Um, so there you go. I might as well introduce you, Len, seeing as you just jumped in there. Yeah, sorry, mate. Hello, Len. All right, mate. Nice to see you again. One one last time this on the gonna, Westworld train. Yeah, this is going to be a Len-dominated podcast because it is Roughly. just going to be, well, it is going to be chock-a-block. It's not a corner of theories. It's just a theory cast in a way. Yeah, it's theory cast. Yeah. Emma, hello. Hello. And that's it. It's just Len and Emma this week, and I'm your host, uh, John. So in tonight's uh, episode, we are basically going to go over season two. I guess uh, we are going to give it a blueberry scale, and uh, I'll start with you, Emma. So why don't you tell us about this season, give us your overall thoughts, uh, maybe place it against season one, and then give us a blueberry score. And, I mean, if there are new listeners at this point, uh, that's mental, but explain the blueberry scale anyway. Okay, so first things first, here at Fan Critical slash The Hosts of Westworld, we rate everything on a scale of zero to five blueberries. Um, there are no halves, so it can't be uh, challenging to, to put your put your point on there. Um, so we will be rating it on that basis. If that doesn't make sense, then <laughs> go away. It definitely doesn't. Um, <laughs> it's not that hard, is it? Zero is fucking Well, awful. you've made five it. Five is immense. You've made it extremely difficult. Basically, yeah. three, anyway. middle of the road. Go on then, season um, two. So I'm a massive fan of Westworld. Um, Season one, I love the fact that it was a show I could watch that really made me think for days after an episode. And (laughs) there's not a lot of telly these days that actually makes you do that. So, you know, great kudos um, on on that front. Um, For me, season two was great. I don't think it was as great as season one. Um, And I've done a lot of reflecting in the last two weeks since we watched the finale. I've done a lot of reading. I've gone back and watched a couple of episodes, a couple of scenes. And I think for me, this is a, it's sort of an epic piece of television. Like visually, it's absolutely stunning. The the storylines are fantastic only when they're written by Lee Sizemore. Um, But they are great. I think, unfortunately, season two for me dropped the ball a little bit by making it overly complex. So I'm going to give it a four out of five blueberries. Okay. Out of interest, uh, would you have given season one a five out of five? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, when you say overly complex, what do you mean? So I think that um, there are a few elements of season two that switch things about so much in terms of timelines, characters, reality, non-reality, mm. um, that it became at points in some of the episodes incredibly confusing. I mean, if you read a lot of the reviews um, that are out there, and I think we've probably echoed this a lot, um, Riddle of the Fink, Riddle of the Sphinx, yep. Sphinx? Riddle yeah. of the Sphinx and um, Akane right, Nomai yeah. were the two most highly rated episodes of this season. And I think f- for me personally, that's because they focused on one character pretty much on one storyline, which made it less convoluted. There were a lot of elements where you would watch a couple of episodes and go, I have no idea what timeline we're in. I've no idea if this is real or if this is in the cradle or if this is, you know, the fuck knows where. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and in hindsight, that's really enjoyable to think about. But at the time, on first watch, it was quite challenging. Mm. And I think I enjoyed that less than the um, than the suspense of not knowing in season one. It was a different kind of thing, don't you think, John? Yeah, I, I get that. I, like, <clears throat> obviously, look, we, were, we weren't per- podcasting on, um, on season one. So, uh, see, watching season one didn't feel like work. 
Uh, I just enjoyed it, and uh, I didn't have to watch uh, an episode back to back to go right. Right now, I understand what's going on. Um, there were times in in season two where I did have to do that, and then on a second watch, I'd be like, right now, I get what they're going yeah. with. Um, having said that, um, I still enjoyed it. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to sound too negative, uh, but I'll go on to my thoughts because I want to hear what Len has to say. So, Len, mm. season one, yeah, Blueberry School. Uh, for me, it's a definite five out of five for season one. I remember us all watching it um, together, like we have a WhatsApp group where we were mm. all just chatting about it. And uh, by the time the finale had finished, I think we were all uh, resolutely behind it being an excellent season of television. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't remember there being that many episodes where we didn't find it interesting or there wasn't like a, a wow moment, like especially the, like the Bernard Watt door moment and... And oh, all of those things that. building up to the finale, I just, I just absolutely loved it. Um, so I would have given it a five, a hundred percent. It was, yeah. it was, you know, I think you, you said it was your favorite thing uh, of last year, John. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. that you'd seen. Yeah. And for me, it Pretty was, easy. it was, it was up there for me. It was, you know, it leftover season three was my ultimate season of television, and then this was my second. Mm. Uh, both HBO things. If you haven't seen leftovers, check it out. Um, but yeah, I would have given it a five. I'm going to give season. four two i'm gonna give it a four out of five blueberries yep i love the mystery box and i love um i you know i enjoyed lost and i enjoy shows that that have puzzles that need solving i just feel that they got too too invested in this idea of trying to trick the fandom too invested in you know fooling reddit fooling different fan groups all of this stuff and and i think they lost sight of the characters uh in doing so Mm. um However, 10 episodes of television, insanely good visually, um, insanely good acting at times from people like Ed Harris, <clears> the <throat> return of Anthony Hopkins, um, and, you know, Zahn McLaren and Kiksuya. I mean, it was just one of the most spectacular episodes yeah. of television I've ever seen. Excellent. Uh, just beautiful. Mm. There's no way you can score this season anything less than a four, because even if at times <laughs> it was muddled... <laughs> visually it's opinion though isn't yeah, it yeah i know but it just it, just <laughs> looking at it it is just a, a great accomplishment i think what they've what they've done and, I, mm. and i'm happy with where we are now because i think i think they had to show the escape of the park yeah um and i think that that, that they probably didn't have enough material or, or they or they could have done it maybe with a slightly longer first season they could have got them all out of the park somehow yeah they could have done it a bit tidier, but hey, we're out of the park. Mm. So, but actually, I think that rating it a four out of five is still saying it's a spectacular piece of television. Of course it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are some things that were not fantastic about season two, but ultimately it's incredible television uh, and there is mm. nothing to rival yeah. it right now. And I think us giving it a four out of five blueberries, I mean, if you look at the sort of general response on Reddit and, and other fan groups and other reviewers and other podcasts, they... Are a lot more critical of this season. There are a lot more. Um, there's a lot more hate towards some of the uh, creative decisions that were made. Yeah, I think we are in a minority who still think this was a very good season of television. Mm. Not without its flaws. We do pinpoint those every single week. Um, but you know, I think what they've achieved is is amazing. You know, I, I haven't seen something like this on television since we first saw Game of Thrones on on no. TV. So, and like, I mean, how would you top season one as well? Like, there are going to be flaws in comparison to that first season because we've never seen anything like it. 
and it was unbelievably good. It's yeah, a, it's a difficult second album. Yeah, everyone absolutely. always struggles, eh? Absolutely. Well, yeah, season two itis. Um, I mean, right. well, yeah. Look, I mean, uh, most people will say that the the weakest uh, season of Game of Thrones is is season two. I would echo that. Um, percent agree with that. And uh, uh, you know, The Wire. I mean, it's not even a contest. Yeah. Season two is the weakest, and we're talking creme de la creme top, of TV. Yeah, top of the right um, TV. This is a golden age of television show. Yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. About here. You know, um, so it doesn't surprise me, um, and. Uh, Again, you, you go the other way and you go like, well, the first season of most TV shows are the ones that, that grip you. Mm. Um, now, going back and watching Game of Thrones, it might not be as amazing visually when compared to when the budget gets hiked. But season one for me is still, I would say it's up there with my favourite seasons Absolutely. because it introduced me to the show. I would say season one, yes. And, and it's so loyal to the books and it's uh, mm. and it's great. And if you haven't seen a Game of Thrones, go and treat yourself. Um, but anyway... So uh, I didn't expect that I would enjoy uh, Westworld season one, uh, and I'll I'll give it a booby score. Uh, I mean, it's five out of five because it was incredible. Yeah. Um, Have we ever agreed <clears throat> on a rating like this? The only thing we've ever agreed on as a rating is Infinity War. Infinity War. War yeah. <laughs> six out of six Infinity Six stones. stones yeah. Six stones. Or yeah. gems. Or gems. Um, wow. Okay. So I. Uh, I've got to say, uh, I hate saying this, actually. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed in this season. A tiny, tiny smidgen disappointed. that's understandable. Um, And actually, the worst part about my disappointment is it's it's kind of, I'm disappointed with where it's gone. Like, I don't feel massively excited about season three. That's so interesting. That's so interesting because... well, we don't know what's going to happen in season three. Mm. And we'll run through some possibilities of, of, of what the, yeah. the the interviews after the season finale is. Well, that's, look, when it, when it comes to yeah. Len's, you know, theory corner. Crazy yeah. theories. Hey, crazy theories. Uh, then I might go mental and go, oh, I can't wait to see that. But for me, and it's weird actually, because I, I've always loved the idea of them going to see the, you know, the real world. Because yeah. I'm intrigued. I, I want to know what the real world is. Or yeah, what's yeah, 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 100%. Um, but... I don't know, like I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it. But when it when it ended, I was just kind of like, eh. do you know what? It's funny because actually, um, and I'm a big one for short seasons that you know can kind of stand alone or, or finish up. And I yeah, like was, a mini series, though. Yeah, so just half of me would be quite happy for Westworld to end right here at the end of season two. Yeah. The other half of me is absolutely dying to see the robots take over the real world. Mm. But I am very 50-50 on it. And I've, I've read a lot of stuff over the last week or so in preparation for this about what might happen in season three. I've come up with my own mental theories. I won't share them here, it's fine. <laughs> uh, you don't you have to be well. subjected to that <laughs> shit. Um, but I'm still quite ambivalent about how I feel about season three. And I think... Um, that I won't really know until I get into that first episode. I'm I'm very fifty fifty on it. Yeah, look, may- maybe it's because we've just finished the season. I think once I've had, you know, a couple of months of not seeing any Westworld, well, then I'll be like two years. Oh well, yeah, yeah, but I, but my excitement will start way before then. Uh, then I might feel differently. Um, for the season again, I, I'd I'd give it a four four blueberries out of a five. Um, I think it's pretty pretty standard across the board. Um, there were some moments of this show that uh, look may, maybe maybe it's a commentary of the show that uh, for me the best episode is you know following a character in Akita yeah <laughs> or uh, whatever his name Akita. is Akita yeah Aki Aki as we Aki. call him Aki 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 Oi Oi Oi, oi. oi. Um, 
because it, it's just excellent. It is excellent, and I, that episode for me has more like uh, gets me in the feels more yes. than uh, more than any other episode. And, and, and that's you know that's something. And maybe I care less about some of the characters yeah. that I gave a shit about in season one. Who yeah, knows, but and you might care more about. I know you're not excited about where the show necessarily is has, has left us, but I think it gives the characters who are outside of the park a lot of room to grow into completely different characters to, mm-hmm. to, to take them in really interesting directions you know to have Dolores who we have said is is one of our disappointments of the season just in, in, you well, know but uh, to have her now interacting with humans and maybe seeing a different side of, of humankind because she's only seen like you know the four million one percenters who have gone there, who are probably all dickheads, or as the yeah. show portrays them to be dickheads. Mm. She hasn't met like loads of lovely, you know, kids. Not in that way or anything weird like that. You know, she she, she <laughs> hasn't. You didn't have to clarify that. Yeah, I just I, with, that with John here, I just always do. Why know, are you saying that? Because you just laugh at everything when I say mention kids. I didn't laugh that time. No, I know. <laughs> First time for everything. Um, <laughs> but it'll be good to see her actually see humans, maybe from a from a not we need to kill them all because they're all twats. You know sort of uh, yeah, sort of opinion point. yeah little kids yeah. <laughs> um okay cool so uh i think we should probably move on uh you've mentioned disappointments but you know let's be relatively positive uh emma mm-hmm. if i had to ask you to uh, to name your highlight of the season and this can be um a scene in an episode it might be an episode it might be a character um what would you say would be the the highlight of season two for you so I don't think I'm going to be alone in this, uh, but my highlight is both a character and an episode. It's mm. Aki in Kiksuya. Yeah, I mean, okay. That, so no me, one else can say that now. Um, <laughs> well, sorry, you asked me first. Yeah, he, she, got, um, she got to claim it. She claimed but, it, son. But I mean, I mentioned earlier about the couple of episodes that focus on one storyline or, or one major character. Mm. Um, and Kiksuya was utterly beautiful, but... It was revelationary. Aki, for me, was... And, and I've had... We'll get onto this in kind of our less Please excitable do, yeah. moments of the season. <laughs> Aki, for me, was one of the first characters that I really emotionally invested in for the first time this season. And I thought he... I mean, Zar McLaren was spectacularly good. His acting was on point. Mm. His emotional delivery was beautiful. You really felt for that. You really, like, fell into the story. Mm. And I... It, that blew me away. That entire episode blew me away and it kind of reignited my love for this season where I'd had a lot of things that kind of knocked me back a bit where I hadn't engaged as much. Um, and I, I thought his entire storyline post that episode as well uh, was just perfect. Absolutely perfect. And that's what I love about Westworld is when they focus on that one character, that one development um, and their you know, journey, their, their own individual journey. Yep. And yeah, that for me is the, the total highlight of season two. Yeah, mm. fair enough. Do you think he is going to be back? No. McCl- okay. <laughs> no, I don't. I'd say, I mean... We... Straight off the bat, just no. I mean, we, we've discussed this. But, no, get out. But um... And we'll probably come to it in Theory Corner or Theory Pod, but I mean, yeah, you know why, right? Yeah, I don't... I mean, there's nothing to really say about uh, you know, Akijita, Aki, and Teddy, Aki and anyone stuff. in the Valley Beyond dimension now where they live. I, I'm pretty certain, judging from some of the interviews that have been said by yep. uh, Nolan and Joy in, in, after the finale, that it's a pretty safe bet to assume we're never going to see those people again. Now, obviously, this is Westworld, and Annoying, isn't it? there's, 
you can never say never with this show, was which only- which 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 for which for me is a bad thing, and mm. I think they need to sort that out and quick. Um, <clears throat> but but I would safely say we're not definitely not going to see those guys in season three. No, that would be my safe bet. However, they could easily return to it uh, or return to those characters in season five if Dolores she knows where she sent them. So. You know, yeah. So Mars. fair point, no but joking. I think you know you kind of you hit the nail on the head. Well, now the theory is the moon, um, but oh, you hit God. the nail on the head there, and that you can never say never. So the fact that I feel confident that we can say never about these characters actually is a good thing for me. I think there has to be some finality, a hundred percent, at some point, and I think that. You know, the valley beyond, I've moved it to Mars and no one can ever access it because we're not that advanced yet. Um, that for me is a good thing. And I, I actually want to see some some mortality to an extent. 100%. And and I don't, as much as I loved it, I don't want to see Aki or Teddy or any of those people again because I really want to see some finality in those storylines. And if I could just bounce off of that, that is Please bounce. my biggest disappointment of the show. The problem is there were too many outs with this season. There are too many possibilities. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what the rules are and sometimes you need to understand the rules of the the world that these characters are living in for it to mm-hmm. genuinely have stakes and genuinely have you invested in their in their in their actual characters. And and maybe why we didn't necessarily care for the main core cast as much as we usually do is because we kind of know they just can come back at any time. Yes. Uh you had an instance even where, you know, I thought a, a host getting shot in the head uh, would destroy their little marble. And then you find out in, in, in the season finale that Teddy shot himself in the head, but the bullet just bounces off the casing, which mm. makes perfect sense when you think about the, you don't want to have, you know, the amount of money and manpower it would take to yeah. recreate a host. It makes perfect sense, but it just feels a bit like they've just shoehorned that in there. So that was just a new rule they've added. Mm. Then you've got the rule of the fact that even if a human character dies now, they can come back as a host because they were scanned in the park and if they ever figure that out. And then you've got this whole other out where the cradle was destroyed, but then out of nowhere, you know, you can keep the indestructible marbles and and, and just build yourself (laughs) a new body and you're all right. I mean, it's just too many outs. Uh, And it would be lovely if there was some finality and and possible fatalities in this show because even when we saw our beloved characters at the end in 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 Maeve, Hector, Armistice, you know, mm. um lying on the floor on the beach, they're coming back. Well, we think- all know they're coming back. I mean it's Do you reckon they'll all come back though? Yes, I do. I Rebus? Stop- oh if I we could have so. Steve if we could have Stephen Ogg back, I'd be very happy. <laughs> Um, but I just I just want to know the rules a bit better. I, you know, the first season was a bit tenuous at times when it was like, okay, they've got the bullets and the bullets sort of, they can't hurt humans. They're like mm. paintball bullets. Mm. Yeah. And then, you know, when the the codes changed or whatever in the season, yeah, oh, they're actual bullets now. They can, they, mm. they can hurt humans. Yeah. But that, that, that was, you know, it was a bit, that was a bit of a stretch at the mm. time. And now it's just gone to a new level. Like now you've got to think about, okay, hi, host hybrid, Plain host, are we talking mm. old model host, new model host? Have they got the brain bomb in their neck so they can't, <laughs> so when they get scanned by these yeah, devices? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, you just list them off and you're like, come on, man, it's, it's stretching it a bit now. Well, I think so also for, from yeah. a kind of simpler viewer perspective, you can't be emotionally invested in a character when they die because you're pretty certain they're going to come back to life regardless of whether they're a robot, a hybrid or human. It is a little bit annoying and to that, just be like, right, who's the host again? Yeah. Are they all hosts? Or? Even, that, even yeah. if they are or they're not. 
they can all come back to life and that takes away some of the emotion so the mm. whole thing with the valley beyond for me was was good because you get that finality don't mm. you yeah it was it was a sweet ending for some of those characters especially yeah. aki mm. and ted well here's the thing with teddy with that whole ending <laughs> he he, very happy. i don't know if he's necessarily happy <laughs> He's he's still probably. Where am I? He's yeah. <laughs> Where's Dolores? He did yeah. get laid. What's though? going on? Well, yeah, but then she changed his core drives, right? So is he still yeah. like angry, Teddy? Yeah. In, Starts killing in the, everyone in the valley beyond. Yeah. Oh my god, I hope not. He's a Death Valley. Teddy. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, but that's what I was just thinking of Teddy. Could but happen. yeah. Fuck, that's horrendous. Yeah, poor Teddy. I mean, hilarious. Oh, no? Not that, you, That's my worst part of the whole season is uh, Teddy being in the valley beyond, but mm. murderous. Murderous yeah. Teddy. Oh yeah, well, Daddy. Daddy. We did call Daddy him Daddy. Flood. Okay, so a uh, bit of a rant from you there. Very negative of you. How very negative of you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird to hear you say something negative, but I, I do think it's a serious, serious problem they need yeah. to address in the third season because yeah. <clears throat> we need to know what actually kills a host. Yeah, destroy their marble, got you, but they're indestructible marbles. So come on, just oh, well, give me something. Okay, but like I'm going to hit you with two positives there. Oh. Um. So double whammy, go for it. Oh yeah, and it's got nothing. It's no relation to that. <laughs> no. So uh, I mean, look. So Teresa died in season one, and she was a massive character. Yeah. Are we ever going to see her again? No. Okay. So season well. one established. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we, you know. Here oh, she's not a marvel, is she? <sighs> she there will, well, there will be. be. She, her data is stored in the forge. No, that'd be pointless. As, and we know she visited oh, no. the park with her family as a child, a hundred percent, because she has that scene with Ford. So mm. that's what I mean. Anyone who's literally been in the park, apart from Logan, we found out, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, could be could be a marvel. So. I know what you're going to say, John. It was a big moment when she died. And at that time, there were genuine stakes in season one. Anthony mm. Hopkins dying, genuine stakes in season one, even though that all the rumours persisted that he that was a host version of him. Because, of course, that's when the whole really theory, you know, yeah. theory corner But in a positive, yeah, like, in a positive way. I mean, it wasn't a host. No, agreed. Yeah, 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 so, no, so yeah, that's quite good. a good thing. Very good, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, was or was it? Kind no. of... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but that was a different kind of debate, wasn't it? Because you, you really felt for that, and then kind of the season ended, and you thought, oh, my God, what if that wasn't real Anthony Hopkins? It yeah. had stakes. Yeah, and... it, has, it still Whereas, has stakes. I mean, yeah. you're right about season two, is that you lose all of those stakes, you lose all of that emotive connection mm. yeah. for the majority of characters. Like Clementine is a great example of that. Yeah, yeah Clementine, I mean, look, we grew to love size more this year. Well, that's it. So uh, if, we're talk, if we're talking about positives, like yeah. you go into season two and you come out of it going, actually, some of these other characters I, I didn't give a shit about before, you know, Sizemore, Coughlin. No, not Coughlin. Oh, not you Coughlin. Were about to say um, your favourite positive of season two? The fucking best, best comeback of, of it's uh, the best yeah. comeback. It's the best of, comeback. It's the best comeback. show. Great. He was fantastic. Um, I wonder if we'll see him again. Who knows? Well, this is it. You know, back as a host. There's been some interviews with um, (laughs) the character who plays Elsie, and uh, you know, she said that she's definitively her human character is dead. But Mm. as you say, and as we say, never say never with this show. They, Mm -hmm. you know, Sizemore's visited the park, obviously, um, and so has Elsie. So that they are, their data is stored. Basically, they could they could come back at some point. Yeah, which is disappointing in a way. Will the tiger come back? That's what I want to know. I think that any TV show that um, has core characters that actually you go into season two and some of your favourite moments involve characters that you either didn't give a shit about before or didn't even know. Um, okay, we're talking about Aki again, but 
that's incredible and and that's the one positive that i would have that a tv show like that can dedicate an entire episode yeah. to characters you never met before that you shouldn't give a shit about and some people didn't like that but that for me was was the best episode by a long way mm. um that makes me think that in season 3 they could go into another world they could focus on human characters that you would give a shit about yes that is important as well that, that you'd be like oh actually yeah like, I, I really enjoy this episode now i'm intrigued again yeah well, actually, um, one of the other examples of that is possibly slash grace slash emily isn't it that you gave yeah. a shit about her yeah well she look came out of well, yeah absolutely she, she, yeah, yeah yeah she was good and her new untime- character her, again mm. new character her untimely death was a shock and one of the most shocking moments of the season yeah i do think they need to make us invest in human characters i liked elsie and i liked sizemore but everyone else was incompetent and mm. you know ford is no longer a human he's a marble or whatever mm. so a every other human oh, character scars guard as well i mean uh, i mean was, yeah he was bad uh, i mean talk about a, a disappointment yeah like, he's a brilliant actor yes as well and we need more human characters that we actually care about and can relate to because I didn't feel that there was anyone really on the show that I could physically relate to. That like We like Game of Thrones because of their grey characters. And yeah, Sizemore had a bit of growth and Elsie had a bit of a weird turn towards end of season two, but there was nowhere near enough range in those human characters no. for me to feel mm. truly invested in any of them. Yeah, And I don't, I'm not interested in a show, to be honest with you, that is humans are bad, hosts are better, they need to take over the world. For mm. me, that's not interesting. I want something where it's actually making me question <clears throat> the morality of the decisions that we've made as a species mm. and then try and offset that's that. That's what Planet of the Apes does. Yeah. yeah, very good, very well. A good example. And I want to offset that against what the hosts feel is the right decisions to be made. And, mm. and that's an interesting show yeah. because at the end of the day, the humans us in the show created the hosts. They're like children there yeah. are children and, and mm. jonathan nolan said in, in an interview like he, he sees you know we always try and leave the world a better place for our children and in the show's context the hosts are humans children mm. so well, they're fords and bernard's children yeah bernard's bernard so look i just really want them to have some human characters that we care about next year mm. and we lost we lost elsie and we lost sizemore so that's massive i mean i know we've got felix and sylvester but i want some depth it's not sylvester sorry mate Jesus. Really, i just want a bit of depth to <laughs> i just want a bit of depth to the human characters i'm not yeah. saying those guys don't have the ability in them to do that but they've not been set up that way they've been set up as like comic relief almost, that is you know yeah that is that is true emma neggy my neggy what's um, your big neggy my massive, massive neggy for season two. I don't like uh, that word. Why? Neggy. It's just Negative. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I know neggy. what it is. But My huge, it for the kids. huge disappointment in season two, um, I'm sorry to say it because it's going to get some backlash from someone, is Dolores. And I'm sorry because in season one, I really rooted for her. I thought she, and Evan Rachel Wood is spectacularly good. Mm. She plays this whole like dictator, split personality, crazy thing really, really well. <laughs> I just didn't give a shit. And that for me was a real surprise. And it, I, I just hated it. I yeah. hated the whole thing. I think that's harsh to say you don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, it, no, but that's how I feel. I yeah. really didn't. You can't, I, don't block her feelings, John. Don't block my feelings, John. I'm not saying um, that, you know, I, I'm not I'm, blocking your feelings. Is that a new thing that is... Yeah, block yeah. the feels is yeah. what the that's kids what will be saying. He's down with the kids. I'm Social down. justice warriors. But um, um, look, I mean, don't get me wrong, because I understand where they were going with it. I am, you know, I definitely, Evan Rachel Wood is one of the best actresses in that show, actors in that show. 
Um, I just didn't connect with it. I didn't get it. Mm. And I got bored of her after about episode three. I got bored of that whole storyline. I wanted something more. And what I wanted was what we got in the season finale, right at the end. What I wanted was her to really take control rather than just go around murdering everyone. And indiscriminately at times. Yeah, indiscriminately. Well. And I, I get why and I understand the writing behind it. I get the storyline. It just really didn't do it for me. Mm. Yeah. It was a massive disappointment. Uh, but, yeah, and I think like I mentioned earlier, the reason we've got to understand her, you know, by the end of the season we understand her character a whole a whole lot better because mm. we understand that Yeah. the and this is fair to say like even when she goes through the library and looks for all the books which are you know the the, the metaphors of the of the code of the people mm. that have visited the park and can be cloned, you know, like I said, the the only people that have been to this park are people who can afford forty thousand dollars a day. Yeah. Mm. They're in the upper echelons of society. And I'm not saying that the one podcasters. Yeah. I'm not saying <laughs> yeah, God. I'm the, God, don't read John's book. Um I'm not saying that the Three one the one percent aren't all dickheads and they aren't all stupid and they aren't all you know, vindictive and horrible people. Um but the shows portray them to be that way. Even like that scene with William at the dinner party yeah. in Vanishing Point, we mm. we riffed on that when we talked about that episode. Yeah. So her, from her perspective, the only people that she knows really are a very small percentage of the human race um, with, you know, everything handed to them on a plate, essentially. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and they haven't had to struggle like she's had to struggle. So, mm. so when she hopefully, we see in season three, she'll have a lot more of a rounded character because she'll have the opportunity to interact with these with these people a lot better and i hope that she gets there but for me that makes it even worse because if you contrast her to mave and mave's development i mean and i know Mm. she's you know differently coded and you know various other things but actually the thing that made dolores less enticing for me or less attractive as a someone i could empathize with was also watching mave and just thinking God, like you are doing exactly what a sentient host should do, and then look at Dolores and go, "What the fuck, mate?" But the argument you'd make that there is that, well, I mean, that's a bit of a jump. <laughs> um, <laughs> what Dolores Genghis and Pol Pot? Genghis Khan, like, in my opinion. Well, eh. yeah, she I mean, I guess Rome so. down. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, See? yeah, I guess so. So, Maeve, do you not think she's a bit like one track minded? It's like, let's save this kid. Mm. Her child really but you know her child yeah and everything else doesn't really matter it's not like she's i think that if there was a choice of everyone else dies mm. and her child survives she'd definitely pick that if you were a human what would you choose and i think this is the interesting thing that we just we just we said was the fact that dolores is only her only sort of um barometer of humanity you know is William treating her like shit for 30 years apart from like one time that he was in the park um, you know <laughs> Fair story. Yeah. yeah and every every day her storyline involved uh, her family being killed mm. and her potentially being raped or, or, or something horrible and horrific yeah. like that yeah and on her journey to to sentience you know she's also massacred everyone with the Wyatt um, code that was put in her 30 years ago mm. Maeve's had a much more not serene way of things but as we learned Ford created her but her journey over the two seasons she's had uh, interactions with the likable human characters mm. she's had interactions with Elsie we've seen her we've had she's had interactions with um Sizemore a lot in this season she's had interactions with Felix who yep. she you know Felix it seems like a genuinely decent guy mm. so 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 her Post. so her yeah god so her sort <laughs> no. of opinions of humanity She's learned from people who, like, I hope that Dolores will in, the, in season three, if you get mm. what I mean. Dolores yeah. hasn't had that benchmark. You Do you know? know what I've also just thought? And, and this may be 
kind of going a little bit wild. Um, but Dolores, Calm down. No, oh my God. Uh, Dolores has predominantly not been in control. She has been submissive. Whereas Maeve has predominantly been in charge. Like mm. bar her and her daughter, she has been the madam of the brothel. She's been in charge. She's had control. So she doesn't get that whole power trip. Whereas Dolores has continually been battered down, submissive, attacked. Her family's yeah. died. So when she gets a hold of control, <clears throat> she goes control like power mad. Nurture. Yeah, not yeah. nature. You know? uh, yeah. Do you not think that's actually no, I, that's a no, quite a fair point? I think it's a good point, and I think I think you know it's interesting. Now I like feel bad. like we said as well when we when we watched the season finale and we and we learned about um, Maeve's uh, maker Ford saying it's his favorite child mm. came out of the blue, came out of nowhere. And that's yeah. interesting because Arnold was Dolores's. Uh, daughter in, in, in respect and for and Maeve is Ford's daughter so there's this very interesting sort of parallel set up between them and and you know I'm certain that we will see them uh come head to head in season three well it know, has been somewhere. confirmed that they are both in season three has it not they are yes. they are both there and they're getting equal pay as the male Whoa. characters so that's good for equality and all of that jazz so that's very good that's Which because uh pay. yeah that's because all of the Important male characters have left or dead. So now, <laughs> so now again, equal pay to yeah, Lee Sizemore's back. Yeah, to Lee Sizemore and fucking Coughlin. Oh God, if <laughs> Coughlin, God, if Coughlin's getting paid more than Dolores, then <laughs> if Coughlin's getting paid more than Angela, then yeah. that's you know it's a bad time. Well, it's a lot of money. Okay, Len. So uh, you spent quite a lot of time. You know, being very negative, very neggy. Not negative, just things that I think there's room for improvement Very neggy, ne- very negative, very neggy person. I was giving solutions, though. I wasn't just saying, this is bad. I'm saying, this is, this is, this is bad, this, and now you must do this. <laughs> this hasn't been great, but I can see that they can improve it. Yeah. So I'll give you something positive then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're going to you're gonna come hit us with some positivity. Yeah, I love this. Do you remember when I you, lo- you know a hype lo- man, Len? I'm a hype man. You know I love the show. Come on, do it. You know I love the show. Here he goes. My, my, my two, two major positives... Uh, this season mm. um ed harris now he carried this show for this season until anthony hopkins until returned he, yeah, yeah, yeah because he was the heavyweight yeah and it mm. was noticeable like massively noticeable whenever the man in black especially those first two three four episodes well, yeah riddle of the sphinx yeah excellent um that i mean that scene in in the rain and the slow build-up oh was just God. like, yeah. I, I, I'd, uh, probably my favourite scene, certainly up there with yeah. uh, Annie Hopkins, where uh, Ford's doing the the, the speech with um, Beethoven playing and everything. The symphony, just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just and that one with Coughlin. Absolute chaos. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then when Coughlin's... Coughlin know, says anything. Yeah. Hey, Actually, there. I did enjoy the scene where Coughlin got beat to death. That was good. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was really good. Yeah. Um, no, but... Ed Harris, he smashed it this season. Um, and even towards the end where I believe that his character just got absolutely insane mm. um, to the point where he murdered those human characters and his and his human daughter, as we, as we, as we now know. Oh, God, that scene was, like, unbelievable. Yeah, and his... I mean, I, I think he was massively underused in the finale mm. um, to, 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 to a point where... It was more for the post-credit scene, yeah, yeah and that's yeah. fine because I find the post-credit scene to be one of the most fascinating things I've seen on television yeah. to be used after the credits ever. Mm. It's just baffling that they put it there, and and amazing, and I'm happy because it, it leads to loads of speculation. Um, but he, <laughs> but he was amazing. Yeah. 
Um, and if it wasn't for him at the start of the season, I think it, it wouldn't have been as good a season because he mm. really did carry it at times. Yeah. yeah. Um, the second thing that I think is an absolute triumph is the soundtrack to this season. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. The, good shout. Uh, Ramin Dawadi, uh, as I said in previous podcasts, I saw him do the Game of Thrones live concert experience. and You're going to Westworld Live, aren't you? I'm going to Westworld Live. Go on, I'd go there as well. Royal think about it. Like I was saying, like, he played and I sent you guys some videos and I was like guys check out this check out this song it's so good oh my god now they're playing the Winterfell theme yeah. I was like and um, <laughs> if you can't tell we love Game of Thrones um, and uh, the way that he played the, the set was he played season one music and then there was videos behind and a massive orchestra and then mm. season two season three and you heard these themes just develop and get more like depth to them and be more layered and just so much more emotional mm. and he did the same thing with season two of Westworld like some of the themes really developed like the title theme uh, towards the in the season finale was used excellently mm. the music in Kiksuya was beautiful the renditions of um, Paint It Black and Akani No Mai and the Wu-Tang Clan uh, yeah. rendition Bizarre. how cool was that? <laughs> yeah um, it worked so well and heart-shaped box, and heart-shaped box yeah. was just tender and beautiful in Kiksuya and used to absolutely amazing effects. So he has done a fantastic job and I'm a massive fan of uh, cinematic scores anyway. I just, I'm a bit of a geek like that. I love it. And I just, it, the music is such an integral part of any show for me. Mm. Like, it, it just inspires me. It, it, that's what really draws the emotion out. And, and when you hear those songs, mm. they make you they they make you you know emotional. They make you sad or they make you happy. You know, mm. music is one of those things that con really triggers your memories and triggers the way you felt about something at the time you first heard yeah. it. Um, and but look how eclectic like Duardi's choices of yeah, music. Yeah, hundred percent. Nirvana, yeah. Radiohead, Wu- Beethoven, Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it works ridiculous, so well. man. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean that. That, that's just the strength of the man that just shows you how good he is at his craft yeah. and I think it's also a great um, kind of reflection of the show itself in that the show is all over the shop it's very eclectic it goes from you know one time to another mm. as does the music yeah. from Beethoven to Nirvana to Radiohead I mean that, that rendition of Heart Shaped Box is mm. yeah. Yeah, beautiful yeah. Yeah. absolutely beautiful so, so well used better than the original <laughs> uh, you know in my opinion, yes. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. But, you know... I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I, and, I, you know, when I first heard Heart Shop... Heart Shop Box... Heart, <laughs> heart, heart Shape Box as a kid, i tell you something, I didn't feel as emotional as I did watching uh, oh, yeah. Aki down there seeing oh, his no. dead, straight. dormant wife in the basement or hell, oh, his gosh. version of hell. Hmm. You know, it's just tragic. And, and a beautiful use of, of music to really make us feel, uh, especially, in, as we said, feel because... Feels. Sometimes feels, we didn't yeah. feel as emotional as we should in this season, but I can tell you yeah. something now: when it, when that music was stirring, oh boy, I got a bit teary. And actually, if you took that music away, I'd have felt less emotion. Yeah, imagine Definitely. if they just took all the music away and it was just it was just them chatting. <laughs> that would be a shit. It's <laughs> 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 not very, very emotional. Um, okay, I mean that that feels like quite a nice place to to leave it. Um, as I said before, like one of my kind of negatives about this season is that. I don't feel massively excited about season three. I've got to say, sounds terrible as the hosts of this uh, podcast, but I I'm hopeful that uh, Crazy Len uh, can alleviate some of my concerns. So we're going to fly over to Len and his crazy, crazy Reddit theories. theories. 
Hello and welcome to the final theory corner of this season. Ooh. Yeah, it's the final one, guys. I'm I'm really sorry, but you know, next year, and I, I'm genuine with this, there might not be as many theories because I think the show might be a lot simpler. I quit. I mean, I hope <laughs> I hope it's a bit simpler. Jesus. Okay, so um, just want to say off the bat, uh, we got we got quite a few theories, you know, right this season. Um, yeah. I'd like to say, you know, we, we, you know, annoyingly accurate, annoyingly accurate at times. However, I have to say, we did not get the end twist um, this year. I don't think anyone did. I didn't really find, you How know, when could you, yeah, well, I mean, it's mad, right? Who, who guessed that, you know, Hale was Dolores or Chaloris as we call her or whatever. Um, but <laughs> hey, well done, uh, Nolan and Joy for oh. for fooling everybody. Um, I want to say uh, a big thank you as well to um, all the Facebook groups that uh, we're a member of and uh, that we actively participate in to sort of gauge where the fandom is at, sort of in their headspace with, with where the show is, uh, you know, after each episode and, and what they think about certain theories that we're going to, that we mention and, and that we put out into um in there to see what they they come back with. So the couple of uh, the groups, if you want to go and join any of these groups on Facebook, please do. Um, in the off season, I'm sure there'll be lots of discussion about um, you know new people who are cast in certain roles yeah. and you know you know set photos, all that kind of spoilery sort of stuff that that people like to discuss. So um, there are a couple of groups on there. There's Westworld fans, Westworld. So if you just go on groups on Facebook, you can search these. Uh, Westworld, Westworld Deep Under, and uh, the Aftermath <laughs> Westworld group, and they are good as well. And basically, just go Westworld on there. Westworld After Dark. <laughs> no, you're just making ones up now. No, don't but, um, that one. It's totally different. But it's nice to go on there, and you can, you know, everyone's really friendly. You can just uh, say what you're thinking about the season, or about a certain episode, or a certain character. And all friendly. Most are friendly. Right. I'd say, like I'd some say, really interesting discussion and thoughts. Yeah, and I'd say you know the internet is a, is a place where people can lash out, John, as you know. <laughs> so be be a bit afraid of that, but don't worry. Everyone's nice that I've spoken to. Um, so yeah, thanks to those guys, and thanks for everyone that's um, replied to any of our crazy theories that we've put out there, uh, mm. just so we can gauge where their heads at. <clears throat> so um, let's start off with uh, probably the most straightforward uh, question after watching the season finale which is um who's in dem marbles guys who who's is in dem marbles mm. pearls marbles whatever you want to call them um balls so we've obviously nailed off two right well so let's start there's five right so there's five in the purse yeah one two three four five it sounds like a chid's... clutch bag what is a clutch bag <laughs> jesus i think it's actually not. it was a i don't know anything about handbags. The handbag what do you mean you don't know anything about handbags uh, she's have keys, you met she? me? Yeah, that's anyway. true. I've never seen her have a handbag, to be honest. With you. No. Um, so, Pockets. so who's in the who's in the who's in the old marbles, guys? Um, as Emma said, we know uh, one of them is Bernard. Yeah. Um, and and, yeah. and no one should get confused by the fact that she says in that end speech to Bernard, um, "I rebuilt you from memory." That's just talking about his body. That's mm. not talking about his his mind. Because yeah. Bernard remembered everything that happened. She wasn't going to suddenly just program him with all that. So we know and she couldn't have known that. No, and and so we know that one of the marbles is Bernard. We yeah. also know that another marble has been placed into Hale. Mm. Uh, the Hale body, because it's not Hale, right? Yeah. Or is it? No, it's not. I don't think it is. Um, what That'd do you be guys? Shit, if it was. Well, it would be shit, wouldn't it? Yes. I think, and this is a popular thought amongst pretty much everyone, uh, that yeah. all of the marbles are actually just hosts. So get rid of all this human hybrid nonsense, because as we yeah. know, they don't work. Right? They're not sustainable mm. in a body for more than like thirty-five days or something. Right? Mm. Mm. So we've got to think 
it's just hosts that it can be. Right. So oh, can I rule one out? Feel free to rule one out. So I'm I might be wrong, but my personal opinion is that I don't think that any of the marbles are Teddy. Correct. I, I think I think that's bang on. I think Teddy is uploaded. He's out of there. No, James I, Marsden. I think one is Teddy. You no, think Teddy's on the moon? You, you've, uh, John, Telling you. this, for it. this is what John thought when, if you hadn't listened to our season finale podcast, <laughs> he thought that Teddy had been put in Hale's body so and that, that Hale gonna... and Dolores would get off of each other. <laughs> not for that reason. No, that is what you're excited for. Well, yeah. Right. That's not going to happen, mate. Well, I mean, if they want more sort of you know, Game of Thrones nudity. And in know. fairness, there's been no lesbian robot sex. Well, well, not know. yet, but... So, I mean, well done, Westworld, for not uh, But I think the subtitle of season strong. three is so lesbian, lesbian robot sex. Yeah, so it was season one was the maze, season two is the door, season three is lesbian, lesbian robot, robot sex. sex. Got you, yeah, right, okay. okay. I see where they're going now. Oh, that's what that is. Um, that's what that is. So, okay, guys, Hale, the one, the, the marble in Hale, who does that belong to? What would you guys think if I said Angela? That's not a bad shout. Now listen, 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 listen. John's not happy. He's making he's making noises. But um, we learn in the finale that the the you know the the brain casing for the marbles is extremely strong. We also know that Maeve burnt herself alive at the end of season um, season one, mm. so that she could have her body rebuilt. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. So. <laughs> It's very feasible that Angela's uh, brain core, marble, pearl, whatever you want to call it, survived the explosion with that terrible, terrible officer. Uh, what was his name? I don't even remember officer his name. Terrible. Officer Dick, who wanted to get his dick out and have sex with her <laughs> with in dick. a time of war when he's just watched all of his soldiers die. Yes. Dick, That's yeah. actually my low point of the season. I, yeah. I'm adding that to the low yeah, point. Yeah, that is so what do you think, guys? Angela, she was standing around a bit Angela-like. She was like, you know, and Angela was like Dolores's first sort of lieutenant. She was the one that she relied on to do certain certain things. And mm. what do you think, Angela? She's coming back. Could but, be. But we'll never could see. Be. Could be. We'll I never mean... see her again. I don't think we'll ever see the actress again because mm. obviously they'll want to keep Tessa Thompson on because she's such a valuable asset to have. Because yeah. she's a human. She can pass in the human world because she's she, actually she can pass human. as a human. Yeah. Yeah. She can pass as a human and she's in a very high senior position of Delos. So she could oversee future park operations, for mm. example, okay. or something like that. I could accept it, but are there any alternatives, Len? Well, yeah, we've got more. some crazy so. alternatives. Like more we've got more balls. We've no, got... I mean for Hale. Who else is in the balls? Okay, yeah, we've got we've got more balls. Now this next one, if this next one is in Hale, this is a bit weird. Okay, so if this one's in Hale, oh. it's a bit weird. Okay, All yeah. right, okay. Oh. Um, um, Abernathy Senior. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not um, so Peter Abernathy, we. I think his ball's more likely in the bag. Than oh. in the <laughs> so his ball's in the bag. So basically, it's out the bag. It's out the bag. In the bag. Um, do you think that he's there though? Do you think he's one of the five? Because she ca- she carefully. He's sick, man. Because. They're obviously going to get off with one another. No, that's what you want to do. That's what you. Well, that wait, is, so she's having sexy robot lesbian sex with her dad. It's not really a dad, though, is it? Well, it is. It's his brain. Like if you had a sex change, it became like Charlotte. One hundred percent agree with Emma on programmed this one. Programmed yeah, to be her dad. He's not her dad. It's just a robot. But it is the brain of her dad that she's having sex with in the Charlotte Hale body? Yeah, but he's not yeah. going to be like. That's not sexy robot sex. <laughs> that's sexy robot lesbian paedophilia. Can... No. It's not paedophilia, is it? John, I really don't see what you see in this, mate. No, I you don't need, you need to back away. You need to back away from your lesbian, you pa- Peter Abernathy. It's not Abernathy. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, I'm going to say it's not but, Abernathy. But, but I don't. Th- I don't think he's in Hale, obviously. Oh, oh again. Oh. But, um, <laughs> do you do you think that he's one of the marbles, though? 
No. She did. Yes, he has lost these marbles. Oh, sorry, that was. Do, do you saying. remember John uh, and Emma in the in that episode where Dolores like, I'm really, I'm really sorry, Daddy. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Puts the buzzsaw on and brutally opens up his head about knocking him out first or anything. Yeah, but um, I mean, he is a robot. But she took his marble. Ball she did, and it had to open yeah. the the, the valley beyond, mm. and it had the encryption key, which was necessary to get all the information. Mm. Now. The thing is, she didn't put him in the valley, right? We would have seen him, like, mm. and and she should have because if she wanted him to be, you know, fine like Teddy, then why didn't she? So if we haven't seen him there, I think there's a strong possibility he is one of the marbles. Do you know? What I hope. I hope she put him in the body of Coughlin, and oh Coughlin's going to be Imagine. back next year or year after as Pete Rabernathy. What's going on in the body of Coughlin? I think if Coughlin came back. I might stop watching the show. Yeah. That's a threat. Oh, Fact. I definitely keep watching. Let if it them comes back. let them know. Okay, going for a left field one here. Okay, this is a left field one, guys, for a marble. Now, I know what I said earlier that we can safely assume that they're all hosts, but is there any chance? Because I kind of think the showrunners, to an extent, are kind of like, how old is Anthony Hopkins? How will he be around next season? Mm. Um, so they're like, if he's around. And he's free. You up mm. for it again, mate? You up to come back? Mm. Um, what do you think about the idea that Ford might be one of the marbles in there? And, and I'm, not, I'm just saying that it might not be a fully functioning. They might not have the methodology yet, but they might mm. be trying to figure it out. So, Only if Ford. it's Charlotte Hale's body, but Anthony Hopkins's voice. <laughs> Jesus, man. I mean, that's the only way I accept that. Still going to get off with. Yeah, still going to get off with Dolores. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good to know. Um, the next three. I personally don't buy, but there's a lot of people that, that do think that this is an option. My my argument with these three characters, other than Maeve, Maeve is one of them. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Is, is the fact that yeah. Dolores has no connection to these guys and didn't really see them become sentient or yeah. understand that they ha- have any worth to her. So right. Hector, Armistice and Maeve. Now, Maeve definitely, right? I mean, she must have taken Maeve because she's valuable. Well, so she's her nemesis. Well, I, you know, this comes to the interesting conversation about are we even going to see the park next year? Um, I think we are going to see the park next year as well as the outside world because mm. the the Nolan and Joy have sort of hinted at the fact that not everyone kind of escaped. So I think we're still going to have people in the park. We know Felix <clears throat> and Sylvester are there. And they, they were told by that stupid extra to, do you think you geniuses can handle that? <laughs> and that was worst line of yeah, the season. The worst line of the season. Yeah, that was well, no, but, I mean, Joy has also talked about the fact that uh, the plan between her and Nolan has always been to explore more parks. They're not just Shogun World, yes. Westworld and, and yes. Marsworld. It is a sh- it would be and a sh- that yes. will be coming. It would be a shame not to see more of the parks, mainly because they're just really cool. Mm. Ho- hopefully some of them are cool. I mean... Why they haven't got Jurassic World, like Jurassic well, Jurassic Park? Bear World. Well, yeah. that's too. That's the. It, it, so they we said that Shogun World's like the most difficult, right? So are you saying that? So Care Bear World's like <laughs> yeah, it's all baby just level. Digital, isn't it? It's where you send the baby. It's where you send the kids. You put, wearing hats. Yeah, you drop the kids off at Care Bear World, and then you you <laughs> yeah. go to West World, and then your fifteen-year-old son, who's well. really good at video games, goes to Shogun World. Just, Done. Yeah. Yeah. See, perfect family experience. Right? Perfectly family experience. Yeah. If you're just the rich. Line they're dead. With yeah. Your head ripped off. Oh God. <laughs> so having said this, in some like bizarre, murderous baby fantasy that's happening here. Oh no, no that sorry. Is the, the baby is murderous, not the murdering. Oh God. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but having said that, actually, I don't think that the idea that Hector and Armistice and Maeve are all in there is actually that 
non-legit. So it's dull, though, isn't it? I if, think it would be a had, shame. But if you had seen, so think about it from the other way. If you had <clears> seen as Dolores, Maeve, Hector, and Armistice, which she has, she has seen yeah, them. You would understand how strong a team they are. Yes. And if you could bring Maeve back and get her on your side, mm. and then reincarnate or re-robotize or re-marbleize <laughs> Hector and Armistice. And also possibly Japanese armistice. Um, Japanicist. You'd, you'd have a <laughs> Japanicist. Uh, you would have an absolute kick-ass like set of lieutenants, wouldn't you? Yeah, and uh, that is true. She she knows that Maeve particularly is extremely strong, and the fact that she's even taken Bernard to the um, to the to the real world to be her sort of uh, Charles Xavier to her Magneto, as you were, um, which is definitely He's Benito. Benito, yes. Mm, yeah, which sure, yeah. and it's funny because we actually did mention Benito, and I did not see them doing that at the end of the season. Yeah, well, there you mad. Go. Um, but it, it so the, the fact that she could bring Maeve out as well, and Hector and Armistice, who might have conflicting views to Maeve, possibly if if Dolores could influence him in any way, shape, or form. Mm. So it it's very interesting to think this sort of really house of gifted hosts that they're setting up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's you know just to keep not, the X Men references it's going. Quite just X Men. It, it's gonna just be X Men. One is Cyclops. Um, well, Nolan Nolan said that he intentionally wants to keep the mystery of the Marbles going. So mm. I don't think they're uh, going to reveal all five at the start of the season or even midway really through. Hope do, well, the interesting thing is like, I mean, one is Teddy. I, well, I'm a telling you, I'm a big Battlestar Galactica fan. Right, and if you I guys don't think any of them are going to be involved, get out of my house. Well, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen, uh, of course Battlestar, I haven't. Well, of course John hasn't. I love him. Um, there's a, the Cylons in Battlestar Galactica, and there's there's a thing called the Final Five, um, which was uh, in the later seasons. Which is you don't know who it's is a Cylon, who is a who is a Cylon, who is a robot essentially, and who is uh, and who is a human. And that was a massive like thing in the plot, and it was amazing. It was so good. And um, Nolan said that he's a big fan of that. Um, so I could easily see us looking at certain human characters for maybe even one or two seasons, and then it being revealed when we've just forgotten about the Marbles. Mm oh shit, they were a host all along or something, you know? Mm. So they, they could really play with that possibility. Do you think they'd let it go that long? Uh, I think they could. I hope they don't. I hope... <laughs> I, the, thing, the thing they've got now is I don't think they can fuck around with timelines as much as they have done. Definitely but, not. So I, I think well I, I, it's annoying and I think they've learned that they need to focus more on character, mm. hopefully from at least some of the criticisms they've got from other reviews and... And general <laughs> fan consensus is, hey, look, we do love the mystery box, but let's just dial it back a bit and let's really invest in some more characters. Like we mentioned Aki and, you know, uh, the man in black when we saw his flashback episode and yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. So um, let's hope that they, they, they don't drag it out that long. But hey, it could be like an interesting thing to revisit if we've all forgotten about it. And then mm. there's just one marble left. Who is that last marble? It could be really interesting. It's me. William. Oh, wait, no, I've lost all mine. <sighs> we could replace you. With a with a marble, Ma- can you marble? Because I hired a writer and everything. Yeah, you, you, she spent a lot of money on this podcast. A marble, I have. It's true. All of our advertising budget, which is zero, has gone on a writer. It's unbelievable. Two hundred pounds a month. That's what I'm paying you every month for that. <laughs> oh god, I, I am the writer. Um, <laughs> there's literally no one else that we could really think for the marbles because there's just uh, if we're not backing it's the fact that there's any human characters. Isn't William. It? Okay, we could we could we could we could riff on that. Um, so this that will actually lead quite nicely onto uh, onto this next set of theories, John. This next set of theories, Ooh, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here we could go. do. Could. So, um, Fuck the talking about that post uh, credit scene with William, mm. host William, Billion. that we see Billiam as we call him, Billy, William. Billy, 
Billy, Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid. Um, we we know now from interviews, and we even said it at the end of uh, at the end of uh, the episode last week when we when we talked about the finale. Mm. We said that it happens decades in the future, and it might even be. It turns out it might even be further in the future than you think. It yeah. could be hundreds of years in the future. Um, no, if you, I hope not. If you look at the degradation <laughs> of of the forge and the way it was when we last saw it, it would take. It, it could take a hundred or so years for it to end up looking like that. Mm. She said the system is long gone. So this reality has led everyone to believe, and and late, we know we're not going to have a massive time jump in season three. That has been confirmed that we're not having at this point, a massive time jump. There might be, <coughs> you know, flickers of different timelines or something, but at this stage, we don't think we're getting that time jump. So if the season three is happening relatively soon after they've got into the real world and the park is being rebuilt, maybe a year or two. Yeah. Um, this happens decades and decades in the future and this is potentially kind of like a bit of a matrix type of thing where they're not actually in the matrix but i'm talking about the state of the real world Mm -hmm. the machines have won they have won (laughs) categorically the hosts have defeated the humans and and they are running this simulation on the man in black Mm. right what do you think about that about that the humans have lost why are they doing that though well i'll come on to that but i want you to first things first what do you think about the possibility that this scene, and we might see it again, like like season five, it could be, you know, because we know there's five seasons planned. Allegedly, they've got the material for five seasons. So. Um, do you think this this is in the far-flung future when hosts have overthrown humankind and humans are maybe on the way out or there's some sort of resistance of humans or something like that? So there is a theory uh, that one of the balls... Yeah. Is the man in black. Yeah, which which, which, was, yeah, nice. And that Dolores has been holding the ball uh, (laughs) until the robots win the war against the humans. And then she's put him back in the Matrix that is Westworld to torture him until his end of days. Yeah. And I didn't mention it earlier because I knew you were going to come up with one of these. But actually, I'm going to throw it in. I think that's a legit like ball theory it's, what's the point though well it's well, human isn't it well well to make, well to make someone else suffer is human as we said in and that's her cycle yeah is it human and, though? but we said at the end of the last episode uh the oh. finale we said how <clears throat> that he has put himself in there to prove to himself that he has a choice like he says at that in, in those end lines it's quite that, massive fucking kiss it, though, it, it? but he is very much as we know from his uh his oh, profile he's a madman um and we, you know he killed his daughter so he wants to prove that he's going to change his mind and change to kill his daughter well he's mad mate. oh my god Anthony Hopkins is here um, but so but the idea that Dolores did it is also interesting um, I like the fact that she may have done that but running that by this other theory I mean I'm very much a supporter of the fact that this scene happens when the hosts are in serious control of the planet I don't like that well I'm I'm sorry, John. I'm 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 back in that one, mate. No. Um, and I quite I quite like it because it's a bit of a a, a dynamic Too shift. Too much. Bit out there. Well, I don't I, know what the real world is yet. No, I know we're going. Well, no. it's been defeated anyway. So but I like right. hard sci-fi, so I'm all on board with that. Hard fi um, Hard fi indeed. Terrible. Band. I love apocalyptic stuff, but it's just I'm not ready to sign up to the fact that the robots have won that's all i'm saying no no like, but they haven't yet they haven't yet and and, and, the sto- oh, right. and, they and will in 100 years and maybe in 100 or 200 years you don't know and and i'm saying but that, that scene is when the robots have won that's what the well, theory is the working theory is yeah, the but that's, yeah but that's what i mean i'm not i'm not no you're not happy with that I'm you don't want them to win that. but also the background to that is that so also go, well, i know I the struggle it. first yeah but we're going to see but, the struggle but i read a lot into uh, this but theory, i don't so... i don't want to know the ending 
You don't know the ending. You've just seen that no, one room. But that could have been happening to the man in black for 80 years. So it could. He, she could have thrown <laughs> yeah, him back yeah. in and gone, fuck you, William. Yeah, I just like fuck you. You just kill your daughter every week for a million weeks. That's and I'll leave brutal, you there while I win the robot. Oh, I don't like that. Okay. And they might it's lose. pointless, man. What about, and then, what about, what about this theory then? Oh, just, just, oh. So John might favour this one. But probably, well, like probably won't. One, he doesn't so. like it. it. John's very negative today about this. There's nothing to do with me negative. It's like, I, you know, I hate the fact that, that you think uh, no, someone, think so. hold on, that, that. that someone <laughs> torturing someone for 80 years, that is a, a human trait. I hate that. Uh, so, so let's riff off that, that the fact about William. Okay. What if William is actually being put through this simulation over and over again because. He's being resurrected by a segment of hosts who we know some do not support and Dolores's theory, you know, way that the world should be like Bernard, especially. And he was brought back for that reason. What if the hosts are, you know, causing mass atrocities against the human race and <laughs> the section of um, the X-Men, as I call them, um, are not calling that. that. We're not calling that. <laughs> the, the Bernard men. Um, the Bernard men yeah. are... <laughs> are... Uh, are resurrecting William and trying to get him back to fidelity mm. so that they can stop Dolores because he has a crucial piece of information or something that could help them about how the hosts were created and how, you know, some fail safe or something along those lines. So he's actually been brought back for a purpose. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, that is stupid, but... Small legit. You wanted crazy it, theories. It, no, but it makes more sense than just, well, because I can. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I mean, what, no, what's, what's your end goal? There has to be a reason for doing it. Yeah. So I quite like so the idea. I much prefer that. Yeah. I quite like the idea that, you know... Um, do you remember what the password is now? <laughs> oh, just from, Do you remember the password? Capital P. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. He just freezes about his moment. Yeah. He's about to give it again. Oh, for zero. fuck's sake. We were so close that time. Mib01. Mib01. Mib All caps. What? I can't in lowercase. Man in black. <laughs> exclamation mark. It's the exclamation mark that does them yeah. every time. Um, black. I like so, it. So I like that. I have to say, and, and and John, if you're fearful of where the show is going, uh, as I said, even more so now. Well, <laughs> don't worry because you're not going to see that scene for years to come. Maybe towards the end, you might only see what? the resolution of of that scene at the end of season five. It could be the post credit scene of the entire series, the finale of everything. No, I'm not having that. No, but no, but that because it's a bonus, isn't it? It's it's it's, it's, it's a horrible fate for this character but as I Only said if it has a conclusion yes I mean you know it's always you know some of the best shows end with no definitive conclusion you know like Sopranos spoiler warning go check it out it's amazing mm. um, you know it's nice to have something to to think about for years and years afterwards you know that's yeah. why some of the best shows I'm sure when Game of Thrones is done we will have the same feelings of, of, of loss of you know yeah, if they fucking pull Sopranos it'd be fucking raging oh my god but... if they pull a Sopranos with Game of Thrones yeah but yeah. loads of shows do it uh, <laughs> to that extent so you know I'm just buzzing for season three and mm. that is it guys for Theory Corner this week um, Aww, that's it for this like season that's it that's yeah. it for this season I mean it's been it's been a it's been a bumpy ride but a it's fun a ride mm. it has been a lot of work and for me, as a theory guy, I want to say thanks to everybody who's listened. I want to say thanks to everyone who's enjoyed the theories. And, uh, you know, we, we put a lot of work. The theories have been great. We, we, we do put a lot of work into into researching all of this stuff and um, sort of 
collating it all together and, and talking about it. About 10 minutes before the podcast. About 10 minutes before the podcast. Yeah, yeah that'll do. Yeah. It'll do. No, no problem. I'm going to hand back to John <laughs> for his uh, final outro of Westworld Season 2. All right, little mate. Uh, cheers for that. So that's it, guys. Uh, that's it for Westworld for at least a year, I, I guess. Is that is that fact? Well, they reckon factual. They reckon production from some interviews they've they've heard. Production on season three is starting later this year, which means realistically, judging <laughs> on how long they take to film this show, we are not going to actually see it again until twenty twenty. <laughs> Now, so at least 18 months. That is a baby. long time to be without the show. It's a long time to speculate. But look, you know, the host of Westworld will be back in 2020 unless someone's killed. Uh, if I'm killed, uh, I'd imagine someone else will take over. But, but luckily, <laughs> we could just replace you with a, with a hybrid. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And, yeah. Maybe I'm one of the marbles, you know. But um, you, it'll be sweet. So there we go. But look, you know, we have other podcasts. Yes. We are, this is the host of Westworld. But this our, is. But our parent podcast is what? It's fan critical. Fan critical. So I know there's not going to be anything on this podcast feed for for a while. Um, so if you guys do want to hear anything else that we do, which is a lot of films, a lot of other back catalogue of TV shows. We did Game of Thrones season seven, Black Mirror, all the stuff we've been talking about all season. Mm. Um, and we do loads of event films there. And we've had a bit of a lull with films because here in the UK... Uh, and it's World Cup it's fever. World Cup, it's World Cup it's fever. World Cup fever. Uh, basically, all of the films that are coming out in America have been delayed here in the UK because <laughs> no one will go watch them because, funnily enough, England are actually doing quite England well. England are doing really well. It's unbelievable. We're in the bloody semi-finals. It's unbelievable. Oh, so, yeah. By um, the time you listen to this, we'd have won the tournament, we'd have obviously. Won the tournament. But, uh, yeah. um, which, and then we'll, we will be dead <laughs> from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> uh, um, so once you finish listening to this... Uh, Please uh, subscribe to Fan Critical. There will definitely be stuff on there that, that you'll like to listen to. Um, there might be stuff that you don't really care about at all. Like if you don't like Marvel films, fine. But then we will also cover <laughs> cover loads of other stuff. So check it out. We, we cover absolute garbage films uh, on Netflix as well. Don't we, we do yeah. cover the occasional like annihilation. Girl. No, that's excellent. Um, <laughs> but John hated it. Um, but big news! Big news from us though is Ooh. that we are we're starting a new podcast. Um, to oh. add to the roster, to add to the family, uh, the ever-growing podcast family that we <laughs> that we are nurturing, like little hosts, we're trying to make them sentient. Um, we are starting to follow Castle Rock. Castle Rock Woo. is Hulu's latest show. Hulu Woo. are behind Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> they are behind uh, like The Handmaid's Tale, uh, which is obviously a fantastic show. Um, Check that out if you haven't seen it. But we're going to be following Castle Rock. That is going to premiere late July. And mm. we are setting up our podcast for that in the next week or so. Um, so if you haven't heard of Castle Rock, check out the trailers. They They're look excellent. very good. The basic premise of the show is um, Stephen King has famously said that all of his novels sort of exist in the same universe. Um, 
This show is focusing on a small town called Castle Rock in which some of the key uh, you know, stories from Stephen King are all going to sort of intertwine and there's going to be certain characters interacting from, say, maybe It to Shawshank Redemption to Cujo to Carrie. Who knows? Fucking Cujo. Fucking Cujo, mate. <laughs> Love um, that shit. So, no. so if you like the sound of that, um, <laughs> check it out. Uh, it's going to be called Castle Rock Critical and it will be live in about a week's time uh, previewing the first episode of the first season and then in late July it will air its first episode um high hopes for the show it's got JJ Abrams behind it same as Westworld um so and he's obviously excellent at bringing um Ram and Duardi and no no, no, could you imagine I'd be buzzing if that was the case um so yeah feel free to check that out um and that's that wonderfully summed up uh thanks Len no worries mate it's been a been a fun season I hope you guys have enjoyed it uh and I think We've been more positive than a lot of other reviewers and critics out there. I think this show's got so much potential and I, I'm so excited about where it's going to go. I know you're not, John, but hey, they might surprise you. They might surprise I you. hope it does. I hope it does surprise me. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, when it comes to our preview pod for season three, I'll be absolutely chomping at the bit to start season Ooh, 100%. three. 100%. I haven't had that in a while. I know, right? Uh, Emma? Uh, Thanks cheers, very guys. much. Uh, it's been an absolute blast. Can't wait for season three, <laughs> genuinely. And I've been your host, John. Guys, see you later. See you later, guys. We'll be Thanks seeing you soon. Later. See you in 2020. Bye.